If you'd like to spend some time with real people with a real heart for God, we welcome you to visit us at Harvest Church in Alexandria, Virginia. Our Sunday morning services are held at 1030, and our Family Night Fellowship takes place on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Come experience God's awesome, life-changing power as we worship in His presence, fellowship with one another, commit to discipleship, and share God's love through evangelism. For more information or directions, visit HarvestNova.com. That's HarvestNova.com. It's amazing how God refines us. You know, when you talk about fire, it's mentioned over 400 times in the Bible. And fire can be used either for good or for evil. It can warm your home, it can cook your food, it can light your path. But outside, where it's supposed to be, it can destroy you. Destroy your crops, it can actually physically kill you. But God talks about a refiner's fire that God takes us through to make us as pure gold. In Malachi chapter 3, verse 1, Malachi was the last prophet in the Old Testament, and he speaks about Israel. And he says in chapter 3, verse 1, he says, I will send my messenger whom you will prepare the way before me. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand where he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire or lantern's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold. Then the Lord will have men who will bring offerings in righteousness. And the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be acceptable to the Lord. As in the days gone by in the former years. What Malachi is talking about here, he's talking about how Jesus Christ will refine his people. I wish there was another way. I wish I could say, well, here's how Christianity works. You get saved and everything goes your way. Nothing ever goes wrong. It never rains on your parade. Every day is better than the day before. You have no struggles, you have no strife, you have no trouble, but that would be a lie. Because God knows there's things in our life that need to, be get, to get it out. And the only way to do that, he has to refine us through the fire. To get the impurities out of gold, you have to heat gold almost 2,000 degrees, and that's pretty hot. And the reason the refiner does that is so to get all the uh, stuff in gold that's not supposed to be there. And you can't separate it any other way except under the fire. And as the refiner heats that gold, all the dross, all the things that are, aren't Gold will come to the top and the refiner scums that off and he throws it away because it is good for nothing. Now see, gold comes in different carats. You've heard that, 10 karat gold, 18 karat gold, 24 karat gold. The most pure gold is 24 karat. 
And I believe God wants us to be 24-karat Christians. Because 24-karat gold is the most malleable. You can make it into anything you want. It's soft. And God wants us to have soft hearts so that he can mold and make us into his own image. But it only comes through as we go through the fire with him. In the book before Malachi, there's, a, there's one called Zechariah. And Zechariah says these words. And it shall come to pass in the land, saith the Lord, two parts will be cut off and die. But the third shall be left. And I will bring the third part through the fire. I will refine them like silver and test them like gold. They will carry on my name and I will answer them. I will say they are my people. And they will say, the Lord is my God. And how true that was. As Zechariah spoke those words, the sad thing was that two-thirds of that nation were lost because they refused to be refined. They refused to give up their own ways. They wanted to live in their sin, and two-thirds of the Israelites passed away. But the one-third that remained, that went through the fire, that went through the struggle, they came out as pure gold. James says this, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not, not lacking anything. When I look back at this little church in St. Kitts, we were there in 2017. And we told them that if you buy the land, we'll come down with the team and we'll help you build this church. 2017. So they did. They went out and bought a piece of property. They gave the $70,000 to a lawyer. And the lawyer took the money and ran. But they didn't give up. They kept the faith. So they bought another piece of land in 2018, outside the city a little bit. And we said, okay, we're on our way. And then 2019, COVID hit. The country shut down. No one in, no one out. No help. But that little church kept the faith. As they were going through the fire, as they were going through the struggle, they kept the faith. They believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, and they said, Lord, you called us to build this church, and we're going to do it. And sure enough, in 2022, we finally got the door to open, and we went. And if you could see the joys on their face, that little block building, really not much to look at. But to them, it's like the Taj Mahal. They got space now. That little storefront church, every time we went there, man, it was packed. You had no seating. And I don't, they try to do their little things in front. They move all the chairs and move you back so the girls can 
do their little skits and dance and stuff like that. And as we gave out the school supplies, it was great. But I said, I can't wait to get out of this place. And sure enough, just a couple weeks ago, they met in that building. And even though it's not done, they are so thankful, they're so rejoiceful because God has saw them through. And they have been tested by fire. So how do we go through the fire? How do we come out as pure gold? When God tests us, because the natural man, he will not run to the fire. He will go the opposite direction. He will give up when things get hard. But how do we not give up when God takes us through the fire? Because he will. He'll take each and every one of you through the fire to refine you, to make you a better Christian, to make you better than you are before. Now, in my own mind, I said, God, I'm, I'm good enough. I don't need to go through any fires. I like everything easy. I like to sit back and relax. But God says, Dave, you've got a lot of stuff in there that needs to come out. And I go, God, you're mistaken. I have all good stuff in me. As I say, Lord, I am perfect in every way. And God just looks at me and he goes, no, you're not perfect in every way. But I will make you perfect. As long as I, you let me take you through the fire and let me refine you. So how do we get through the fire? The first thing that we have to do, we have to keep our eyes on Jesus. Don't look to the left, don't look to the right. You keep looking straight ahead. You keep your eyes on him because he is the only one that can get you through. As you go through the fire, as you struggle, because we struggle sometimes. We struggle with our families. We struggle with our health. We struggle with money problems, with spiritual problems. We go through the tough times in our life, but how do we get through them? The only thing that will help us get through is we got to keep our eyes on the Lord. A great example of that is Peter, the Apostle Peter. When he saw Jesus walk on the water, what did he say? Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come out and walk on that water. I remember last week I was playing hooky from church. Just testify to that. I was out rock fishing. Everybody needs to do a week off, right? So I was out on my boat. And all of a sudden the wind kicked up. And the waves come over the bow of the boat. And I'm thinking, I probably ought to get the life preserver on. The boat's going up and down. Waves are coming over, hitting the windshield, hitting me. And the water's freezing. The water's in the 50 degrees when it hits you. It's cold. And I'm thinking, you know what? I bet you this is exactly what Peter saw that day. And Jesus told him, come on, get out of the boat. And Peter did the craziest thing that anyone has ever done. What did he do? He got out of the boat, but he did something that no one in this room has ever done. He walked on water. Only time I've ever walked on water is when it's below 32 degrees. Walked on the ice. So I should say I have walked on water. And Peter gets out of the boat. And he is walking on water. I can't imagine what the disciples were saying. Wow, what a fool. He is really walking on the water. 
unbelievable. And he was doing pretty good, but what happens? He began to look at the waves, the wind, and he began to sink. Why? Because he got his eyes off Jesus. And when we go through the fire, when we go through the struggle, when we get our eyes off the Lord, the same thing happens to us. We begin to sink. Because he is the only one that can get us through. Jeremiah 29 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. When it doesn't seem like God knows what he's doing, when things are going from bad to worse, I rely on what God said. I have the plans for you to give you hope in the future. When you're going through that sickness and you're thinking, God, why don't you just heal me? Come on, God, I would give you praise from, day, from this day to eternity. And when God doesn't heal you, but you, and he takes you through that fire, you have to go into that hospital, you have to be operated on. God does it for a reason. He wants us to be pure. I'll never forget the young lady that used to sing on our stage up here, Michelle Presence. A lot of people, you know her. She battled cancer for 10 years. Toughest woman I've ever met in my entire life. She'd have chemo on Monday, be sick all week, and come to church on Sunday to sing praises to the Lord. And I remember going to her house just a few days before she passed away. And she said, Brother Dave, I'm not afraid to die. I would prefer the Lord would heal me, but if he doesn't, if he doesn't heal me, It's okay. It's okay. For I know where I will be in the presence of my Lord and Savior. And the reason she could say that is because she focused in on God. She, she kept her eyes on Him. She didn't look at the circumstances. She didn't look at the chemo. She didn't look at the radiation. She said, Lord, this is where you want me to go. I'm, I'm willing to walk that way with you. And she was faithful to the end of her life. Only God can give you that assurance. Only God can give you that peace. And I'm here today to tell you, as long as you keep your eyes on the Lord, there is nothing the devil can throw at you that you cannot endure. You can do it because he is on your side. And if he has to, he will carry you through. So what's the next thing we need to do? We got our eyes on the Lord. We're walking with him, we're walking through the fire, we're walking through the trial, we're walking through all the situations that the world throws at us. We've got to begin to trust God. We've got to put our trust in him. Not man, not man's wisdom, not the doctors, not the bankers, not the lawyers, not the politicians. We put our trust in God alone. I love what King David said. He said, some people trust in horses, and some people trust in chariots. 
But we will trust in the name of the Lord. How can King David say that? There was armies coming to destroy them. See, David knew that as long as I trust in God, he will see me through. So today, are you willing to put all your trust in him? Say, Lord, you take me where you want to go. Lord, you do whatever you want to do in my life. Lord, I have to go through sickness. Lord, I have to go through bankruptcy. Lord, I have to lose my home. Whatever it is, Lord, I am willing to go all the way with you. Because I put my trust in you. But what happens a lot of times when we put our trust in the Lord? Faith builds up, we're doing good, and then all of a sudden, things start to go haywire. And then what happens? Fear sets in. We get fearful. We're thinking God doesn't know what, the, what he's doing. This is not the way you should take me, Lord. I don't understand why I have to go through all this. So fear sets in. And we get fearful. And what happens? Fear robs our faith. Don't let fear rule your life. And Isaiah says this. He says, fear not. For I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. Isn't it good to know that God knows your name? He knows you by name. He knows every hair on your head. And I've got a lot less to count than I used to have. But I trust in him. You may say, well, Brother Dave, why do you trust in the Lord? Because the Lord has never lost a battle. He's never let me down. He's always seen me through. And if you begin to trust in God that way, you will realize that he will never let you down. But if you rely on your own strength, and your own health, your own intellect, you will always come up short. So put your trust in God this morning. I love what King David said as he was an old man. He said, I was once young, and I can testify to that, and now I'm old, and I can testify to that too. But I have never seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging bread. God always comes through. He always makes a way where there seems to be no way. Even as he takes us through the desert, even though we go through the hard times with God, he always takes us through. For we are his children. You can rely on him. So this morning, who are you putting your trust in? I would say unto you this morning, put your trust in the Lord. And thirdly and finally, we have to start believing the word of God. What does the word of God? How did Jesus defeat the devil when he was on that 40-day fast. He didn't kill the devil with a spear or a sword. He defeated the devil with the word of God. And when you go through tough times, you need to know the word of God. See, because Satan will come along and say stuff like this. God doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about your family. 
God doesn't love you any longer. God has abandoned you. God has forsaken you. He tells you all these crazy things. But see, the way you defeat the devil, you go, wait a minute. According to God's word, he says he loves me, that he'll never forsake me, that he'll never leave me, that he'll provide for me no matter what my need is. And as you get the word of God inside of you, you can defeat the devil. You can defeat discouragement. The reason a lot of people give up is because the devil comes in and they begin to believe the lie. Oh, your family will never be whole. Your brother will never get saved. All these lies he tries to tell you and you just put it back in his face. It says, according to your word, Lord, you will save my family. And I'm going to keep believing that until you take me home. Lord, it says that you will provide for everything that I need. I will not doubt. I will put my trust in your word. And as you do that, you know what happens? God comes through. The check comes in the mail. Loved ones get saved. Your body gets healed. But it takes all of us to know the word of God. James says, when you ask, you must believe and must, you must not doubt. Don't doubt. There's nothing too difficult for God. There's nothing he can't bring you through. But he's going to bring you through the fire. Because he knows as he brings you through that fire, you will come forth as pure gold. It won't be pleasant. It will be hard sometimes. It will be difficult. But God always comes through. Like Linda said, we've been doing mission trips for over 35 years. Bob Steve was on my very first trip to a little place called La Calera, Chile. Brother Nick was there. He was just a young man. He was just a boy. <laughs> he was just a boy then. And the Lord changed my heart in the middle of the desert. I had no desire to go anywhere. Maybe to Florida. But I'm definitely not going to go to Chile. And you know what? I wish I could say over this last 35 years that every trip is easier. No. They're not easier. Especially as I get older. They're harder. But you know what? God always comes through. He always provides for the money to send for the supplies. He always supplies the people that we need to, to put the supplies up. And I just continue to trust him. I know one day God will say, Dave, you're old and gray. You've got to give it up. But until that day comes, I'm not giving up on the Lord. I want to burn out for Jesus. I don't want to rust out. Don't rust out for the Lord. Don't just sit there and rust out. I remember the very first time Madge, Madge, show everybody your fingers. Look at those fingers. What could she do on the mission field? Come on. What possible work could she do? When she told me she wanted to go, my mind goes, don't take her. She's, she will not work out. And when I saw those fingernails, I said, Lord, you're right. Don't take her. Leave her here. That's what I was thinking. But the Lord says, no, she wants to go. You take her. And I can guarantee you one thing. 
Madge and Rick, they're such a blessing to us. Because that's a big part of their trip, to worry about. I don't know if you ever had, you ever, how many people here have ever had Gibnot? Gibnot. It's a water rat. We had those in Belize. Believe me, you don't want to eat that. But that's what the cook cooked that day for us. But ever since they've come on the trip, man, we have bacon, eggs, hamburgers, cheeseburgers. I'm loving life, man. I'm gaining weight. See, because they said, Lord, use me. I have these talents, and God has used them. And it's such a blessing, because when we get off that, when you, get, when you come back after working 10 hours a day on, the, on, a, on a job where you're laying block all day and it's hot, the last thing you want to worry about, okay, now what are we going to cook for food? I mean, imagine Rick, she even cuts little grapes in half so you don't choke on them. Like, she treats us like babies. It's good. I love to be treated like a baby. So put your trust in him. Start believing the word of God. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. And when you think you've got it bad, when you think you can't do one more thing, when you think you can't go one step further, Pull out the Bible and reread the book of Job. Whoa. What a story. And I love what it says in the very end of Job. It says, The Lord blessed the latter parts of Job more than the former. And after Job had lived 140 years, he saw his children and their children to the fourth generation. What a blessing. Everything that the devil took from him, God restored a hundredfold. And the reason was because Job, as he went through the fire, he didn't give up. He didn't deny God. He didn't turn his back on the Lord. And you can probably think of some people that used to be here in our church, that when things got hard, they gave up. It's hard to believe that after COVID, almost every church I've ever been in have lost two-thirds of their congregation. Just like in the book of Zechariah. But I'm here today to tell you we're not giving up. We're going to come forth as pure gold. Because God can do more with a few than he can with a whole. Because God and you make a majority. So the word of the Lord for you today, no matter what you're going through, it may be financial trouble. It may be trouble in your home. It may be physical problems. The word of the Lord today is let God refine you. Let him take you through and you will come forth as pure gold. Every time.